Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yep, I am here this morning. Are you? Are you here? Are you really here, though? I'm going deep state right away, so we're not going to fool around with this. we got a great show this morning, I will tell you that. And I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes we don't have a great show. We do have a great show today. Conan O'Brien used to do that all the time. He'd come out and go, but he'd do it every day. And I'm telling you the truth. He was doing it as a joke. He would come out and say, we have a great show for you tonight. Most of the times when I say that, I'm lying, but this time I'm not. <laughs> he would say it every day. Uh, I'm telling you the truth. We have a great show, but we're going to start with some deep stuff. So if you've tuned into this podcast before slash radio show, and I say podcast simply because I don't expect you, if you're in your car, to listen to all two hours of every show it's great. I know some people do that, and they wake up early, and they, they listen to the whole thing while they have coffee, or maybe you're on your way to the golf course or something like that, or work. You're listening at work. Love that. I just know that most people, you know, you're going to pick up 15 minutes of it. So if you haven't heard me talk about Jack Maxey before, let me introduce you, because this is a guy who I, I cannot vouch for the guy. I've never interviewed the guy. I would love to, but he has some big claims. And instead of me telling you all about what they are, they're about the laptop, the laptop. I'll tell you that I've been following this and even sharing parts of it as it develops since probably about April is when his story has kind of started to break through. Now, what's nice is that when I'm following something and nobody else is, and then it starts to become a bigger story. You know, it goes from the the deep caverns of the internet to, oh, maybe Breitbart's picking it up or somebody like that or, or InfoWars or something, you know. Uh, not that those are the same thing, but somebody who's very, very much within the conservative realm and nothing else. And then maybe it moves to Fox News and then maybe it moves to general talk radio. And then maybe it moves to mainstream news but they're they're debunking it, you know? And then, finally, maybe it moves to mainstream news and they can't debunk it anymore, and they're just covering the, the coverage of it. That's kind of the, the route of things. This one now has made it from the deep caverns to the conservative news outlets, now to Fox News. So, here we are, and I'm just catching you up. So, if you don't know the story of Jack Maxey, here he is recently... Well, kind of recently because it's a it's an old interview that 
Tucker Carlson did, but he's replaying it. But again, this is Tucker kind of filling you in on the whole thing. In April, the Daily Mail reported that a whistleblower was in possession of 450 gigabytes of deleted material from Hunter Biden's laptop. The whistleblower's name is Jack Maxey. He'd gone to Switzerland fearing retaliation. We wanted to know more. So in April, we flew to Zurich to meet Jack Maxey. Here's part of what he told us. So you've taken a look at the laptop and you now believe that there are deleted files on that laptop that nobody else has seen but that you have found and seen. Um, describe how you found these files. Well, my first purpose of this trip was to get the 128,000 emails of which 120,000 were in archives on the original uh, visible portion of it and to catalog all of the text messages, which most of which are also in archives. And we did that relatively quickly. I was just going to make copies for the Senate, the House, and all the state AGs and see if maybe local sheriffs could start enforcing the laws that the feds wouldn't. And about day five of this process, uh, one of my guys said, hey, Jack, I feel like there's more on here. Do you mind if I try some little tricks? And I said, sure, go ahead. And within 15 minutes, he's like, oh my God, we just got 10, you know, 10 gigabytes of this, five gigabytes of this, that, and the other thing. Um, ultimately, we ended up with over 100,000 more emails that we've been able to scrape out of it, 80,000 images and videos. So you can say what you want about Jack Maxey and you can dismiss him by calling him names, but the story he was telling was really interesting, tantalizing, in fact, given what we already knew was on the laptop. But for some reason, no one in law enforcement appeared to be listening or even care. So I'm actually right where Tucker is on this story. You go, well, I don't know about Jack Maxey's story's tantalizing. It's interesting. And the story, if again, just to, to summarize, is that Jack Maxey's one of the original guys who had a copy of the laptop. Uh, the, the, the owner of that computer shop gave it to a few people. He was one of them. He's a journalist. And... Uh, nobody ever did anything with it. The feds have had access to this thing for a long, long time, didn't do anything. And so he's decided, well, then I'm going to investigate it. Well, he kind of started to fear for his life or at least his safety in doing so. So he fled to Switzerland for a while. And that's kind of when it became a story is that Jack Maxey has had this thing. He's been talking to congressional leaders for a long time and federal agents and law enforcement. Nobody's doing anything. So he's just going to go and have... Uh, not hackers, but computer experts look into the laptop to see what kind of material is on this thing because what's publicly available is what we've all been talking about for two years now. But there's a bunch of stuff on there. There's apparently gigabyte after gigabyte of deleted material. Well, if the stuff you've seen that's public is what it is, imagine what's deleted on that thing, okay? Not the, not because we need to know what he's into, but but what what is... What is he into that involves his dad? What is he into that involves the political leaders of the country? That's the stuff that we really need to know. Now, I don't know that, that that's what Jack Maxey is finding. It sounds as if he's actually just finding more really highly illegal, maybe even pedophilic kind of stuff on this laptop. So is that related to Joe Biden? Right now, it doesn't sound like it. But what's being done about it? And 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 what could be on there? So the question becomes, what are you going to do with this material then, Jack Maxey, if you do indeed have it? And he's been on Jenna Ellis's podcast 
and a couple of the bigger podcasts recently. <clears throat> and the reason this is interesting is because the minute it hits Tucker Carlson, well, then now all of a sudden this week, if you've been paying attention, now it's possible that there are going to be criminal charges and the feds are, feds are investigating Hunter Biden. Well, th- they've been able to do that for two years and they haven't done it. So why now? Well, it's because it's hitting things like Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Then it becomes a problem for them, and then they have to deal with it. And then you'd think if they're in on this thing, which clearly they are because they haven't done a thing about it forever, well, then it's become minimize the damage. So it looks like to me, and this is just my opinion, that what we're going to see is them bring up some charges against Hunter and then kind of try to isolate it like they did with Jelaine Maxwell. We'll isolate her, and then nobody in the network gets in trouble. We'll just isolate Hunter for a few charges, and then nobody around him gets in trouble. That's the way they do these things. So it's important to follow this stuff because if Jack Maxey does indeed have something, have this laptop, they won't be able to do that in this case. It's not isolated to just these federal charges here. And he said this on Jenna Ellis's show, but he also went on uh, another podcast show that is one of those guys that I've seen before. You've probably seen his face, but I've never watched the show. I have to look up and see who it was again. Uh, And I'll do that as the clips playing here. But he went on this show and talked about exactly. Well, then if it's being suppressed, how are you going to get it out? Yes, there are. There's some brave constitutional sheriffs that I've been in in contact with uh some who we contacted for whatever reasons decided to back out but i think i have more than a dozen of hardcore american patriots who are not controlled by federal law enforcement who have constitutional roles to protect the constitution and the people of this country and along with their help so i can go through the eighty thousand images the first dozen images that we looked at when I stopped were pictures of young girls doing highly sexualized things to each other through their clothes, but definitely trending very, very badly. Okay, so there you go. That's the Stu Peters show. I just looked it up while we were listening to that clip. Uh, so maybe you've heard of Stu Peters. So there you go. That's kind of where things are at right now. It's out, He says on the Jenna Ellis show, I won't play that clip, that he's putting together a network of sheriffs. Well, that's kind of what he says there, who are outside of federal law enforcement, who are going to deal with these things. And some of them are dropped out because the pressure, the heat gets too hot and they drop out. But some of them hasn't. He said there's about a dozen of them that haven't. And so I'm sure it's a matter of jurisdictions. You know, you can't just grab some rural Montana sheriff and say, can you prosecute this if nothing happened in Montana? So I'm sure there's a lot to deal with there. But that's to catch you up. That's what's been going on with this. Could this be another, you know, yelling from the rooftops about signals and deep QAnon stuff and it ends up being nothing? Yeah, it absolutely can. I want to acknowledge that because it's very possible that this guy is making a name for himself. But it's also very possible, based on what we've seen, that everything he's saying is true and the stuff is being suppressed. And if that's the case, we need to watch it. All right? Wiggins America. That's how we open the show today. And we will continue to watch this this stuff. And you can continue to listen to this stuff here by getting the podcast, which I suggest simply because you never know when we're going to drop into it. It's not always in this segment. We kind of float around. We do have a great show coming up, though. We're going to talk to next hour a guy from Look Ahead America about some just fact-based, and that's what I like, is the fact-based stuff about election integrity. How are the swing states doing? Uh, What are they finding as they look back over, they comb over election data. You know, this is stuff that we've talked quite a bit about 
but I just like I like when it's it's so foundational, fact based that there, there's really no hyperbole, and that's actually why I like this group. So we're going to talk to them this week. We may actually catch up with them next week because they have some news coming out of Georgia too. So stick around for that. More Wiggins America on the way. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, if you missed us talking about Jack Maxey, then get the podcast or rewind on the Odyssey app. There, I said that. I'm supposed to say that during the show because Odyssey likes me to say that, so I did. And you can do that. That is a real thing. It's not just made up. Uh, let me tell you about what's coming up in this hour, though, and a little preview, especially of the last segment of this in this hour. So Trisha's going to come in in just a minute here, and we're going to talk about some super deep stuff like we always do. But in the last segment, I've got some audio from The Simpsons that's probably 30 years old now that is... It just, it really made me laugh. And it's not one of those that's culturally like, oh my gosh, can you believe how much that's changed? So I wanted to pull up one that was that. Uh, Annie Fry herself sent me this clip from this week. This is Principal Skinner speaking to an assembly. And this is only 2006. So this isn't even that long ago. This is, not, this is what, 15 years now? Uh, which seems like more than 2006 should be. But... 
Nevertheless, this is about a minute long. Principal Skinner speaking to a bunch of parents at an assembly. Here you Today we celebrate the first of many, 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 many diversity forums. Why is it that women appear to be worse at math than men? What is the source of this illusion? Or as I call it, the biggest lie ever told. You're a worse version of Hitler. Please believe me, I I understand the problems of women. See? He's wearing a dress. The principal's a tranny. Am I wearing women's clothes? I didn't notice. When I look in my closet, I don't see male clothes or female clothes. They're all the same. Are you saying that men and women are identical? Oh, no, of course not. Women are unique in every way. Now he's saying women and men aren't equal. No, no, no. It's the differences of which there are none that make the sameness Exceptional. Just tell me what to say. <laughs> amazing, Man, isn't it? Amazing. Oh, clips on the lip. Uh, it's amazing how much that speaks to today and the logical loops. We talked about this last week. I think we did a segment at the very end of the show that was all about logical fallacies and logic problems with not just this, but lots of things that our society's grappling with that make absolutely no sense. So it's pretty amazing how spot on that was and really how spot on comedy. Can you imagine what comedy today in 10 years will be offensive? Because I can't. I cannot picture what we're telling jokes about today that would be offensive in 10 years because everybody seems so careful anymore other than people like maybe Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, and the like. Which, by the way, Dave Chappelle, if you saw this week, he got canceled from another show. So don't tell me cancel culture doesn't exist. Um, but in the last segment of this show, I'm actually going to bring up a very old comedian by the name of Michael Caine. Now, he is an avowed leftist, but he sat down with the Babylon Bee, I kid you not, and had a lot to say about where comedy is right now. And I think it's insightful. And not because nobody's ever come out and, you know, there's, there's lots of comedians now coming out and saying, look, the environment's just not good. So he's in that camp, but he's also putting it into context because he's been around doing comedy since probably the late 50s in, you know, very stuffy England. So he's got some great just just uh, context and life experience to speaking to where we're at right now. Says some things that... Maybe you wouldn't hear in a normal conversation like that with the Babylon Bee of all people. So stick around for that. More Wiggins America. Trisha coming in next. And in the heart again talking, my darling, are you a broke my heart again talking, my darling, are you gonna be a man? Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Trisha Siegman. Good morning, Ryan Wiggins. Did you get my article about China? I did get your article about China. Did you have a chance to read that article? I did not have a chance to read that article. That is okay. That's okay, because I wanted to approach it pretty fresh anyway, because I wrote this thing, and then I thought, I usually I'll, I'll write an article, a little behind the scenes. I write an article, I send it to Trisha. Trisha peruses it, and then basically publishes it and puts some bells and yep. whistles and pictures on it and stuff. And then it goes out to possibly Odyssey National, yep. which is super cool because then lots of people get to read it. And I record a little bump audio with it, and I get to see how the article is doing based on how many people listen to that audio. And last week I did one about Josh Hawley and the transphobic comment or whatever, the, the lady from Berkeley Law School. That article went gangbusters. You That's know that? awesome. Yeah. No, I haven't seen the numbers on it. Yeah, it was crazy. It's got <clears throat> thousands and thousands of listens to it. So that's one that I know. Oh, that one actually like nice. national, national. Because sometimes I don't know where they're going. You know, they leave our hands and we have no idea. But that one apparently did really well. So I wrote this one this week about China. And the minute I wrote it, I thought, <clears throat> I'm, I'm saying things in this article that are very controversial simply because of everybody's kind of uh, pearl clutching, we can't talk about race kind of issues and the point i'm making in that article is some things that everybody knows about the way china handles business and you know the way that american companies have kind of capitulated to china and we thought the opposite would happen where we thought if well they opened up their market and they allowed american companies in american companies would sort of dictate the way their market operates but the opposite's been true and that's been terrible like that's backfired tremendously um, and it's partially because co- our companies have not had a backbone on it, um, when nobody really could have predicted that would happen. I mean, they've been purely just about bottom line and no values. But that's changing, I think, because of public pressure. And anyway, all that's in the article. The controversial part of it that I'm like, really, this is kind of the point of the article, though, is that at what point 
and this is related to the farmland issue, you know, China buying U.S. farmland. Yeah, I was just talking about that with our boss the other day. Okay. About your <clears throat> guest, Trent Luce, that comes on. That, that yeah. was the first I had heard of that. Yeah, and it's 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 beyond, um, it's a big national security issue at this point. And, well, and now there's a bigger national story regarding the climate change and the Dutch farmland. Is that correct? Yep. And that doesn't necessarily, that's not in our backyard, but. No, but it's a food source issue. <laughs> Well, that, that's that's that more related to a, uh, to climate policy. Yeah, but the government's controlling the food source, and that's what yeah. had made me think of yeah. the Chinese government coming in controlling yeah. our yeah. our farmland. Yeah. So China is buying, and and the state, some states are taking this on, and the federal government actually, there's bipartisan support for some of this stuff. It's just it's far too slow, and there's. There's a China competition bill that's working its way through Congress right now that you may have. The headline from that, though, has here's what's interesting. If it's not a partisan bill, it doesn't get any attention. And that one is actually working its way through. And, and it's it's a it's a pretty good bill. I haven't read everything about it, but I don't see any major red flags with it. And both parties are supporting it to support American business over Chinese business in America. Um, but Nancy Pelosi, right before signing it made a well her husband Paul Pelosi made a huge purchase of American um, tech chip manufacturer stock oh boy and it, I mean clear insider mm-hmm. trading stuff so that kind of made the headlines but what didn't make the headline is that there's a bill working its way through and it's about China so anyway back to the point here about the farmland there there are states and even like I said at the federal government uh, to a, an extent very slow moving um, Concern about China, the Chinese government buying U.S. farmland. Well, what's going to happen is a state like Texas comes along and says, well, you, you can't do that anymore, which I think they have done now. Chinese government can't buy you, you uh, Texas farmland. Are states in charge of that, those decisions? <clears throat> is there federal land that China's buying or is China buying land from the state? Well, I think you, you could stop it at any level. Because everybody's got kind of a, a say in that. I don't think it's. I don't think they're coming in and buying U.S. Um, federal land. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know whose land they're buying. Are they going? They're, to I mean, they're just buying farmers and yeah, saying, they're just we'll buying take your land. Comes up to market, they say, "I want to buy it." That I mean, it's that's it's that simple. It's not as if there's they're not having to go through government back channels or anything. So either the a state government or the federal government could come in and say, "You guys can't do that anymore." Yeah, if they pass a law that said you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So what? I mean, it's just like if you put your house up for sale. And the Chinese government was one of the bidders, and they were just the highest bidder. They would just own the house like that. It's it's that simple. I'm not going to let them do that. Good, good. I'm going to do my part. Yeah, thank you for doing that. You're I welcome. mean, this is way down the road because I know your house isn't necessarily for sale. No, I'm very happy there. But in the years to come, if that ever were when to China happen, when China comes knocking on my door, I'm going to say no. You say not no, today, China. You say get out of here. Get out of here, Chairman. Chairman China government. <laughs> yep, yep. Get out of here, Chairman China. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's, it's not compl. it's not, it's not like there's these big, it's not, I mean, it's the same thing Bill Gates is doing in Montana land comes up he just buys it. It's not, you know, there's nothing like nefarious going on behind the scenes, but that becomes a, a problem if the same person or especially a foreign government that's clearly your enemy at this point is buying up your farmland. And as Trent Luce says uh, that it's not just the land, it's the farm property, it's the pigs, it's the cows they're going to own your food supply. Like, that's mm-hmm. a problem. So everybody's kind of waking up to this fact. Well, my point in the article, which is a long way around to getting there, but 
And this is what I wanted to kind of pass by you. And you'll be the person who has to publish it. So you'll have to deal with it at some point. Uh, my point is that it's not just the Chinese government, though. As we saw with Dianne Feinstein and Eric Swalwell, these were just Chinese people that were doing this. But China has its boot on every single person that it has any control over. And this is these are people living in the United States that they would report back to China. Now, I don't know that if they love China that much, they're not like, yay for the mother country. It's out of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these are people who are doing this because they say, well, if I don't, they're going to probably murder my family or whatever. Like they have an incredible amount of influence even beyond their own borders over people. So at what point do we say, well, it's not just the Chinese government that you can't sell to. It's basically anybody from or with connections to China. And that's where you get into people don't want to talk about that because now you're saying, well, now it's a race issue. It's not really a race issue. It's a national issue. But you have to talk about it in that fashion. And so that's where I dive into it in the article and saying at some point you were going to have to address this. Because it's not, there's in talk radio land, which we live in, there's a very much, there's a distinction always made between the Chinese people and the Chinese government. And that is a good distinction, but the Chinese government has tremendous influence over the Chinese people. And a lot of them will just turn on you and become a spy for their government. So they save their life. At some point, you almost have to say, well, it's not that we're mad at the people of China. We don't like the government, but the government has so much control over the people of China that how do you draw the line and say no more here either? Mm, I don't think you can. Explain. Well, I think it gets into a race issue and a discrimination issue, and I don't think you can do that because I don't think I don't think there's enough. You could say the same thing for any country, any I. We aren't on the best terms with Russians. Are we going to stop every Russian from coming in and purchasing things? I mean, they did. <laughs> they they destroyed all oligarchs' properties, basically. They've seized everything. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, I, I do think that life comes with a certain amount of risks, and you have to be smart, and things have to be vetted, but if I'm... Uh, a Chinese national and I moved to America, I, whether it be on a visa or I get my citizenship or whatever it is, as soon as the government starts saying, you got to be careful about Chinese people, don't sell them houses, you are going to see a rise in hate crimes, you are going to see a rise in discrimination, and you are discriminating against somebody that might just be moving here or might be coming here or might be studying abroad here. I, I don't think you can target the people. It's one thing to trace connections back when you're selling land or selling property or in, in business to the government and say, okay, there is a distinction between the government of China, but human to human, I'm not comfortable with saying that there's there's ever going to be a time where I'm going to be comfortable with yeah. discriminating against people. That's why I asked the question. Uh, well, then how do you write a law? You know, Because if the law is, well, Chinese government can't buy Texas farmland, well, then the, the Chinese government's just going to send some person that they know over here to buy it. They're just, I mean, it's very easy to get around that law. So then how do you rewrite that law? Well, you would, I think you're right at foreign governments can't buy. But, so anybody yeah. that's not a citizen, right? Well, so you're that, assuming that's that probably the Chinese it. government is going to, um, and and they might in some cases, but you're probably going to gonna make this number much smaller if you say anybody that isn't, a legal citizen can't, but you know what I'm that, saying? That's a way to do it. And that 
but you you need to still, I think, target China because I don't think you could just say any foreign government because we actually love foreign investment. I mean, that that powers a lot of industries, people coming and being like, hey, you know where I want to spend a billion dollars a day in America. That's good stuff. And we want people to be investing no matter where you are here. We just have to have some some control over our food, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from from clearly hostile foreign governments, because a lot of them are not. And, you know, private citizens from Austria. Well, if you want to go come spend money here, great. So we, we don't it's, there's, there's a lot of. But isn't there a line? Isn't there a line between spending money and buying property too? There is, there is. But I mean, you're still spending money. Let's say you want to open some sort of shoe factory or something in Minnesota. Well, we still want you to be able to do that because then you're providing all kinds of jobs. You're you're bringing a lot of money True. and industry here. So, but let me bring it back to the China issue and <clears throat> kind of parse this out, which is kind of the point of the article is is to ask these kinds of questions yeah. because I think. We have to start, we honestly, we in conservative world have to start asking these questions because they won't get asked if we don't. And there is a lot of nuance to it, which is why I'm talking about it with you. But we have to sort of start bringing these things up because they're going to have to be dealt with. We can't just say race and just run away from it when you're talking about a foreign government who knows we're going to do that and is going to use even that sentiment against us. So in the case of Eric Swalwell, he let's let's put aside the affair he's having. Like put that stuff aside. He or Diane Feinstein. She obviously didn't have any sort of affair with the limo driver or anything. But these are people who they hired somebody who was Chinese, thinking, "Well, I'm giving somebody an opportunity here." I don't know that they did it because they were Chinese, but just you know, they weren't they weren't discriminating. Just like you're saying, we don't want to discriminate. But then in both cases, they both turned on them and were spying for their governments. Now these weren't Chinese government officials, so how do you how do you get rid of that? I don't think you can completely. I think that there's enough. I I just think that there's enough messiness in life. You can't. Nothing is absolute. Yeah, I th- I think you're right. I think we're not talking about having to write laws in those instances. Right. You you are though having to be careful. You you it's something that we, especially if you're a politician. You got to be thinking about that. You got to be thinking about, okay, if I'm hiring somebody who's a Chinese citizen or maybe not even a citizen anymore, maybe they're an American citizen that you it's, it's something that you don't want to necessarily say, well, you don't get a job because you have a Chinese background. Like that's, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. But you also have to almost like keep an eye out because you just never know. And, And China has gotten to that point and Russia has gotten to that point that these are governments that will use those kind of uh, those sentiments in the United States against us. They will they will yell and they, they even do on Twitter. There's there's Chinese national Twitter sites that will yell racism at us all the time. They don't care. They just care about using it in a way to sort of backfire against us. So yeah. it's it's just something that I think has to be discussed. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable discussing it. I'm not. I do think it, it walks a fine line between discrimination and I, and I think that there are, you open when you take an official stance, especially targeting people versus government. You open uh, the floodgates for a lot of nefarious American citizens to run with that in a direction that was not intended. Mm-hmm. Well, which which one's more concerning? And we'll end on this. Which one's more concerning? leaving yourself open 
to the possibility of people within your country discriminate against other people or leaving yourself open to foreign governments meddling in your country? I think you do everything you can to stop the foreign governments meddling. But the the peace here in America and America is a melting pot. That's the beautiful thing about this country. And I think that it, we've progressed enough as a species that avoiding situations where we're going to set each other up to discriminate or pit one another against one another. What does China want more? China wants us to be divided. China wants us going at each other. China wants Democrats to hate Republicans. Yeah, but they want us to do that. They don't want us to come after them. No, absolutely not. But the more turmoil we have in our within our borders, the easier it is for those foreign actors, bad actors to come in. It, It makes us vulnerable. So you can't you it's not it can't be one or the other. It has to be you have to be constantly trying to stave off any kind of external forces while maintaining a peace within to stay strong. Yeah, that's a that's a delicate balance. It is. But um, I, I do think it is a balance. Sure. I, I think that you're going to have you're going to lean in one direction or the other. I don't think that you can. It, it's going to be very tough to sit on the head of that pin. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't know how we do it, because I think right now we're definitely erring on the side of letting them kind of walk on us. And how do we go the other way without going too far the other way, I guess, is the question. All right. Good discussion. Um, Trisha will be back. More Weekends America in just a minute. Well, you know how much I love bringing you weird news stories. This one is definitely in that category. Are you a Simpsons fan? That's question number one. Because if you are, you might remember this episode, which is at the center of this news story. I'm going to go ahead and put this in the category of not quite as important, okay? Now, if you're headed to the golf course right now, and your tee time's at 7 o'clock, first of all, you're late. Uh, But second, this story kind of is for you. It it involves golf. Even if you're not going to, to play right now, though, and you're a Simpsons fan... You might remember this episode again, 1993-ish, so right in the heart of when it was, in my opinion, at its peak. Now, they've had some great episodes since then, but I haven't honestly watched the show in maybe a decade, and they're still making new episodes, neither here nor there. This was a great one. This is, Bart is trying to get a new video game called Bone Storm. See if you remember this. I want to buy a copy of Bonestorm. Here's 99 cents. Uh, allow me to summarize the proposed transaction. You wish to purchase Bonestorm for 99 cents. Net profit to me, negative $59. Oh, oh, please take my $59. I don't want it. It's yours. Uh, uh, uh. Seeing as we are unfamiliar with sarcasm, I shall close the register at this point and state that 99 cents is the rental price. Oh, then may I please rent it, please? No, you may not. I am all out. Though I do have a surprising abundance of Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. Oh. So as far as I remember in that episode, everywhere he goes, he tries to find Bone Storm, can't find the game, and they always have Lee Carvalho's putting challenge, though. Then, and it's just kind of like a passing joke. It happens either just that one time or a couple times, and it's, it's just like, whatever. It's just some random crap game that nobody would want to play. Well, at the very end of the episode, they actually show 
a portion of Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. See if you're, this is playing during the credits. See if you remember this. Welcome to Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. I am Carvalho. Now choose a club. You have chosen a three wood. May I suggest a putter? Three wood. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest feathered touch. You have entered power drive. Now push seven, eight, seven to swing. Ball is in. Parking lot. Would you like to play again? You have selected no. I thought watching rewatching that, I remembered it, and I thought, gosh, that was really funny because the voice is just so funny. That's actually Dan Castellanos who does Homer's voice doing that voice too, if you can tell. But it's they've done a good job of making it sound fake and video game like. Well, that game, uh, that little end piece, I don't know. I don't want to say it went viral, but it exists out there. And I had a couple friends on Facebook repost that for absolutely no reason, just saying, remember this? Remember how funny this was? And so I looked up Lee Carvalho and found out, first of all, he's not a real person. So that was no surprise. I didn't think he was. But I thought, oh, maybe he was popular in 1993 and I forgot about him. Nope, not a real person. Then I looked up Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. Guess what? They have, in the last year and a half, Somebody has made that into a real game. So I tracked it down and tried to play it, and I couldn't find – I guess you had to have the right emulator or something right like that, but I couldn't play it. But I did find somebody playing it, you know, one of those Twitch videos where you're watching somebody play a video game. And it there's nothing they, – they kept very true to the, to the end credits portion of that game, and it's just Lee Carvalho – standing there on a green asking you if you'd like to putt or not. And you can either select, this is the only things you can do in the entire game, and the game's real. You can select a putter, or you can select a three-wood. That's it. You can hit it with the putter or three-wood at a speed of feather touch or power drive, as he says in that. So you can hit the putt with power drive, and he just puts it over the green. Or you can hit with feather touch, and he makes it. Or you can hit a three-wood with feather touch, and he kind of just pokes it. Or you can hit three-wood power drive, <clears throat> and he hits it in the, into the parking lot just like he does at the end of the episode. That's it. That's the whole game. That's where we're at in 2022. Actually, I think this was probably made, here's my guess. It was made in the middle of the pandemic because that's when everybody finished their projects, right? That's when I finished my book, which I will plug right now if you love fiction or you've not read fiction in a long time and you forgot that you loved it, check out The Life of Human, which is on Amazon. Um, got good reviews on there, so I feel confident in telling you that you will like it. But everybody finished their projects in 2020, and then this probably came out the next year, and therefore we've gotten so many of this, these things just because we were all locked inside for a year doing absolutely nothing. Have you have you looked at what the, uh, the hobbies category of collectibles did in 2020 and 21? It shot through the roof. I have so many baseball cards in my basement that I collected as a kid. I was a Ken Griffey Jr. fanatic. I just had tons of him. I had a lot of Aussie cards. A lot of the, the, the cool ones were the ones you could find from the Padres because he was only at the Padres for such a short time, and they're such old cards. And if you had an 
Ozzy on the Padres. It was like, oh my gosh, let me see that. Oh my gosh, he's got the big sideburns in that one. He looks so cool. So that was my era, and apparently I missed the window to sell because the bottom has dropped back out of the comic book and collectibles market. Pokemon went through the roof in that era, and they've come back down. So I hate to tell you that you've missed your window, but if you want to get back in on it, it's a buyer's market now. So if you're looking right now to buy a ton of Ken Griffey Jr. cards or a ton of the Aussie with the big hair, now's the time. Uh, a little tip, a little economic tip here from Wiggins America. Stick around more as we go around the hour and we begin a new hour on Wiggins America. Stick around. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.